0: If you are interested in not paying full price for your supplements, then head on over to mountainops.com and use the coupon code TAG10 at checkout and that will get you 10% off your Mountain Ops purchase. That's tag 10 for 10% off. Also, if you would like some free Maven swag with your binocular or optics order, go on over to mavenbuilt.com. They sell really kick-ass, fully customizable binoculars, and they are awesome. I've been using them for about two years now. They're fantastic. Head on over, use the coupon code NBH GIFT at checkout, and that will get you some free swag with your order. If you are ready to take the hard road, the road less traveled, the path in life where the journey is more important than the destination, then you are in the right place. Prepare to live with vigor. This is the Adventurous Gentleman Podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Adventurous Gentleman Podcast. I'm your host, Will Bradley, and today we have a very special guest from you from a very, very cool company, and that is Adam Logg, the head of marketing for Atlas 46. If you haven't heard of Atlas 46, you probably don't work with your hands or own a vehicle. But if you're listening, now you have. So you're welcome. Adam, tell us, for those who may not have heard of you, seen you guys on social media, or had their hands on some of your fine products, what is Atlas 46? So
1: Atlas 46 is an American-made nylon goods manufacturer. So we mostly cater to uh, any sort of construction or tradesman. So if you're, in, you're an electrician, a plumber, carpenter, construction, any anything where you're needing your tools on your person, normally a tool belt, that's kind of who we cater to. So instead of the tool belt, we've reinvented the tool vest per se to keep all that weight evenly distributed on your upper body, instead of just ruining your lower back and hips, which is the number one cause in early retirement for any guys in the trade. Um, we've reinvented that as well as catering to the off-road community where we have what we love to call the, the Yorktown tool role, which keeps all of your tools compact and organized and ready to go for you.
0: Yeah. And let me help you out there. When he says nylon goods, what he means is super badass gear for people <laughs> who get out there and get after it. And that's actually, I think I was on a uh, decked USA, you know, they make the really cool, uh, deck bed i don't even know how you describe this product Uh, essentially for those of you don't know what a deck unit is it goes in the bed of a truck and you can it has drawers that you can pull out push back in but you can also if say you had a four-wheeler you had to take around you can still park that up on top it's super durable it makes your bed a lot more accessible than it was before and i think they were doing a giveaway with atlas and i was like wait a minute look at these pants these are some fancy ass work pants i need (laughs) to check these out I think they were your Concord work pants because the only place I had ever seen, I mean, I wear Carhartt work pants a lot. I bought a pair of Patagonia ones. And the only place I have seen pants treated like, let's say work pants treated with the technical aspect of climbing gear or something else is in Europe. I've traveled abroad a little bit and I noticed whenever I see guys who are in the trades in Europe, their pants are more closely resemble a tactical or a mountaineering climbing pant. And until I saw your pants, I hadn't seen anyone else in the U.S. doing it. So how did you guys get started down that road?
1: So, ironically enough, this tale begins about 50 years ago. Our owner, John Carver, actually started working with nylon and soft goods manufacturing in his mother's garage, still here in St. Louis, Missouri. But he was actually making motorcycle bags, so anything that you would just attach to the backseat of your motorcycle. And he went making those for quite a few years, was selling them door to door, almost business to business, and eventually grew to needing like a, a decent sized facility. And at that kind of point in time, he knew that he didn't really want to focus so much on the motorcycle side of things. He really wanted to dig deep into nylon and tactical gear. So he was kind of one of the pioneers in the nylon industry for any of our service men and women. Um, so over the course of his career, he ended up with about 65 or more percent of all of the military government contracts going through this company called Eagle Industries that he started from the ground up. and. From there, we kind of took that military background and efficiency and put it into the concept of every construction worker still needing to be working as fast as you can, build something as quickly as you can. No more leaving your tool somewhere and be like, oh, no, where did I put that? You got everything on your person, just like uh, any military personnel. Plus, it does help to look pretty badass when you're working around, too.
0: It does help to look (laughs) badass. I actually, my... uh. A dude I know through like the hunting industry. Industry Tyler McCluskey has a uh, he's works in the trades and he has one of the vests I believe. And I saw a picture of him the other day, and I was like, I knew I'd seen this before. This is badass. Yep. And how how did he? What made him decide the trades? That seems like a little bit of a jump from that military life to this.
1: Um, I don't exactly know his own definition because I never talked to him about it. But for the most part, it seemed like. You know after about uh you know the the war starting to die down and and everything like that he, it was kind of more uh more of a peak of his interest to either kind of retire and sell off the company or see if he can push even further and he ended up trying to retire and sell off the company in 2011 uh, to one of his bigger companies but um you know just like any one of us that are constantly active constantly doing things he couldn't retire and that's when he decided that uh, he bought a, a huge piece of property up in Montana and he was doing his own fencing and doing his own uh, you know, manual labor. And he's like, I need to develop some stuff for myself. And eventually started making some pouches, made a, our first chest rig, made our first vest, all sorts of stuff up in Montana. And he immediately thought, if I'm the one using it, obviously there's gonna be more people wanna use too. So that's kind of where we at the start and going after the trades because Everybody's got a tool belt. Everybody says use a tool belt, but there's not so much not so many competitors going after making a new tool vest.
0: No, I can't think of any, if any, people making a tool vest. and I mean aprons, shop aprons have been around for a long time, but yours is by far the most complete and legit looking shop apron I've ever seen.
1: Right, and most of them are made out of just a canvas material, which you know, any small shard of, of wood can kind of rip a hole in it, and you're kind of, you're just out of luck. With ours, um, there, there's almost no way. Now, there is a way that you're going to put a hole in our gear. It's just, it's just fabric material like everything else. But we do stand behind all of our gear and all of our craftsmanship, and that's where we have a lifetime guarantee on all our products.
0: Which, which reminds me, are your products made in America?
1: Yes, they are. Uh, they are milled, manufactured, made in America. So that's all of the buckles, all of the fabric and material that we use. Uh, I believe it, it is officially only about like 95 to 97% made in America. Cause there's a couple things like a, a certain buckle that we use on, on one of our items that is not made anywhere in America, like certain items that nobody's making that we do have to import. But. I, I wish I could say this, certainly, but it, it's way more than the 100% made in America. So uh, I could take you on a quick tour of our facility right behind me, showing you that everything is handcrafted here in Fenton, Missouri, but all of our products are made in America.
0: That's that, and that seems to be an increasing trend. What made him decide not to ship things overseas and keep them here? It's it's kind of along the lines of, you know, you you see all the jobs
1: going, uh, you know, international, and same with all of the manufacturing plants. Like, don't get me wrong, there's some quality goods coming out of China, Japan, India, all that stuff. But some of the best goods that we've ever had were true, truly made in America, way back in the '30s, '40s, and '50s when it was kind of one of the biggest things was everybody was looking for that American-made quality, that American-made good. Just like most of the, the car industry, you know, when we had Ford going after it, that's kind of why we wanted to keep it same in America.
0: You know, you're, you're not kidding either when you talk about that old stuff. I've been looking, I've been going to garage sales looking for old block planes yep. and old tools. And I know I'm not the only one because I showed up to one this past Friday, maybe what was and i got there and the woman just looks at me and goes are you here for, looking for tools and i was like yes i am she goes someone was here earlier and bought them all like, <laughs> son of a, somebody else is out there they know you know and that's what it is when you now see tools or tool belts or what what have you people are buying and they're just getting you know the the in the door out the door treatment where they something goes wrong because they're well for one they weren't ever made that good and next thing you know they're thrown out so they're going out and buying another 45 five dollar pair of uh, tool bags and you know hopefully those hold up longer than the first ones but it's like hey if you just bought the good stuff in the beginning you wouldn't be going through this
1: right i've always thought the same way like You know, I'm don't get me wrong. I am not a craftsman. I am no tradesman. I am nothing to do with my hands. But even when I was playing sports, you know, I can buy the 20, 30 dollar pair of shoes or I can go ahead and invest in myself, spend the 60, 70, 100 dollar pair of shoes. And those will last me more than just the seven trips up and down the court and ripping everything up. But that's also what we believe in is we believe in the stuff that we make. That's why we offer that lifetime guarantee. We are the premium brand out here and we're we're making an impact.
0: And how do you guys develop the products you come out with? Because it's a pretty extensive line. Like most people they like uh will specialize in say cordless tools tools and then they don't go out of their lane, or maybe they go with a pair of uh I'm thinking accidental leather comes to mind. They make tool belts and that's pretty much what they do. You guys offer a huge selection. Where, where did all that come from?
1: So it honestly starts out with just what tools are out there. So you got a hammer, you need a hammer holder. You got a drill, you need a drill holder. Uh, it, it's kind of started with that. You kind of just take all of the major tool brands, main tools that anybody, anybody would be using, and we kind of make a, a system for that. But it all originated Kind of just with, um, you know, mirroring some of that military-grade stuff. Well, it was able to hold all this, all these smaller military items. Same thing can go for your screwdrivers, your crescent wrenches, any any smaller hand tools like that. Or, you know, you've got it. Everybody's got a tape measure. Why not have a little pouch for that? Um, if it's nothing like that, then it's a customer requesting, like, hey, do you guys have any pouches for this specific item that I'm looking for? And if we don't then we kind of look up do our research uh create a sample for it see if that's going to work out if uh kind of keep trying again trying again until we get got it mastered um and within that trying process it's more of the the fine-tuning the sewing techniques before we send it out for uh you know a prototype testing which we've got a few uh kind of in-house or local we, we kind of call local celebrities that will test out our gear for us and give us that honest opinion instead of saying no this is terrible send it back do it again no they they tell us like hey this is good but this needs to change this needs to be like this etc
0: and it's interesting because you mentioned the whole coming from the tactical background when you think about it there's a lot of guys out there in the military who you see them with the tactical vests and they've Mm -hmm. got you know a lot of different uh modular life modularization how can i not figure out that word? modularity right modularity is that the word eh, it's close if not it is now <laughs> if not you know what we mean and it, there's a lot of customizing to it and when you talk about the weight displacement nobody's walking around like batman with a big utility belt out there right you know and that's the thing is the perception especially from old-timers I imagine that's something you got to come up against is thinking, we've, we've worn these tool belts forever. Why would we switch something like this vest or, you know, one of these aprons? What, what, what kind of, uh, I guess, feedback do you get from that part of the consumers? So
1: we, we do get, like, almost a direct 50-50 right down the middle of, you know, the old-timers, like, I've had Occidental for 30 years and I don't plan on switching back. And then we kind of talk to them, like, how bad does your back hurt? How bad is your hips right now? Have you if you had surgery recently or anything like that? And most of the time the answer is they have back pain or they've had surgery recently. Then we kind of give them that challenge because we do offer a 46 day trial on all of our gear. You get to try it out for a month and a half. If you still don't like it, it doesn't work the way you like it or it works for you, send it right back for a full refund. We'll even pay for shipping to send it back to us. But we give them the shot of like, hey, try out all the weight on your shoulders and your upper body see if that alleviates pain. And I'd say about 99% of the time, we get that positive feedback after that challenge, like, man, I feel I could work another 10 years after this. And obviously, they don't want to work into their 40s or 50s, but um, that's kind of what we're going after is basically challenging people that, you know, you may be
0: set in your ways, but there's also always a better way of doing something. That, that's very true. That's very true. And I've done, I started working in construction when I was about 14. And I ended up getting a degree in residential construction and only the past few years have I been more involved with real estate and less in construction. But one thing I am never going to forget is how tight my hips would be and how tight that lower back would be from just carrying around tools for eight, 10 hours a day, sometimes longer. And, you know, it, it wears, it wears on you. Exactly what was the response uh, amount of sales would you say for people who go for the tool belt versus that tool vest or chest rig
1: um i would honestly say it's about 75 25 in favor of the the tool vest or the apron that we've got because uh, with the tool vest, it's not only everything on your upper body, but you can customize it exactly how you want to work. You know, some people want their drill on the right hand side and draw quite nicely. Some people want it right up in front of their chest. Some people want to cross draw, so they want to you know, pull pull an old gunslinger style for, for all they want to do. Um, but the modularity, like we were kind of talking about, is exactly why the Saratoga is our most popular selling vest right now, because you know you you have you work in construction or you're a carpenter you've got not just one t- style of job every single day for the next 30 years Well, one day you're doing um you know any, any type of work so one day maybe you're drywalling one day you're framing one day you're doing any sort of different job well you don't need every piece of gear on you that you own so that's where you got to get to customize like okay today i'm doing this job i'm going to set it up this way uh, next week I've got a different job. You can set it up a different way. And we've even actually had other customers that love our gear so much that they've got like four or five different setups for the exact job that they're doing. So when they you know, leave the house, they grab their vest that's ready for framing and take that
0: with them. Damn. Pretty, that's a pretty good idea. And good idea. What, what kind of uh, things are guys doing if, say, it's super cold out, obviously you're gonna have to wear it over do people have trouble sizing it differently than say you know a guy's gonna be a different size when he's got you know a jacket a vest and whatever else on on top of that uh there's really no large issues except for the largest
1: of guys now our saratoga vest goes as wide as a 62 inch circumference so i'm not saying that's a 62 inch waist but like you know even if you're just a broad guy you know kind of measure your biggest circumference and odds are that's gonna fit around you no problem. If that is an issue, we are known for customizing and tailoring to our customers. So, you know, we've had a bunch of, not just larger guys ask about stuff, but even the smaller guys, the guys that are about 5'4 or a buck 50, like, you know, they they can handle their own weight in gold on any construction site, but they wanna be wearing the same stuff as, as everybody else. So yeah, we've even developed a later. smaller
0: size they don't want their drill pouch down around their ankles
1: right because they don't have a belt that fits their little waist size but you know they they they're just as good of a worker as anybody else so we have to cater to every every walk of life so um even though it is you know cold weather where you got to put like a a working jacket or a hoodie or whatever on um our our gear will adjust to that size and if it doesn't for example if you need a, a different We make the exchange
0: process relatively easy. Does it breathe? That would be my other concern. Is in really hot weather, is this thing going to feel cumbersome or like suffocating me? So that is one of the major issues: is that it is way too hot for the summertime. Or
1: guys, uh, you know, in Texas or Arizona, Southern California, that there's nothing but heat. so that, that is a problem that we have heard plenty of feedback from. And in 2019, which is currently this year, uh, we're, we're looking to develop a few different styles that are gonna be either open back, like our apron or you know, a less material around, because no matter what, it's, it's covering up all sorts of airflow, even though it is a mesh material, but that's what we're actually
0: looking to alleviate uh, in this first quarter of 2019. Awesome. Uh do you have a favorite product yourself? I know you said you know, you're, you're you're no tradesman, but do you have one that you use the most?
1: Um the one I use the most is actually the Yorktown. Like I've got all my, you know, weekend warrior tools that I have around the house like oh no, I I just broke some handle off. Well, I know exactly where my screwdrivers are or I need to patch up a piece of drywall just because I put my fist through it. Um, you know, having a a rough night. Uh, But I know exactly where all my tools are and it's uh, laid out the perfect way and it's real compact. Like it's sitting in my garage taking up, uh, I think it's like 14 inches wide and about four or five inches tall. Like it is real small and compact. And like if I know I need to go to my parents' place and fix something for them, I just grab and go. It is real quick, real easy, and it's kind of like our best product
0: and that is to kind of replace the old school uh well i'm thinking back for for older guys it would be the toolbox you yep. know the one you carry or newer it'd be the tool bag yep and how how did that product get developed because the one thing i find interesting about it is it gets like you say it's so compact but man it holds a lot of stuff
1: right so that initially started, uh, we had two, two actual products that combined to make the Yorktown the tool roll. So it initially is uh, a large four pocket design, but the function of it is you can actually roll it up with one pull of a, a certain uh, string on there and it all com- compiles together and you can just kind of pick up and go or grab and carry, however you like to call it. Well, um, one of our one of our team members is actually part of a Jeep club. And they're like, yo, this would be great if you had the reverse side with all the wrenches that you need or small hand tools. And we actually have a wrench roll that holds all 14 of your wrenches in a row. Perfect replacement. We're like, all right, so how do we go about this? So we did a couple trial and errors, a few errors at first, but then it was just the simple put one on one side, put the other on the other side, and it absolutely worked. So that's kind of where it just came to be was just kind of customer collaboration and part of our design team coming up. Like, why don't we just throw it on the backside?
0: Yeah, because I, I mean, I'd love to get into Overland and I think it must have been that dude's videos. He had it hung on a wheel and I was like, oh, my God, that's brilliant. <laughs> yep. Look at that thing. So usable. Right. Have you been looking for Cuban cigars, but I'm not sure how to get them? Well, my friends, if you go to iHavanas.com, you can order Cuban cigars, and they will be shipped to your door. That's right. I'm talking about Cohibas, Monte Cristo, Partigas. I ordered some uh, Partigas series number four the other day, and they are fantastic, as well as some Monte Cristo number twos. And let me tell you, if you have always wanted to try a Cuban cigar, now is the time. And they can be delivered directly to your door. They ship, I think they're at my house, in less than a week, all the way from Switzerland. So check them out. That's iHavanas.com and order today. What would you guys say is your biggest challenge as a company?
1: Uh, it's keeping up with any new, new tools that are kind of coming out because we can, we can follow Milwaukee, DeWalt, and everything like that. But for us, it seems like tools are starting to get bigger and bigger, or they're going to come with their own carrying case or anything along those lines. So our biggest, um, I guess, struggle is either the innovation within the tool field itself, or the innovation of us bettering our vest. And like I mentioned before, we're already trying to improve our very popular Saratoga vest. We we know it's not perfect and nothing will be perfect until we get to, you know, that that stage in
0: in that product's career. If you had to look forward 5 years in the future for the company, where where do you think it'll be?
1: Ooh, um well, we're already internationally known. So my guess is just keep growing that. So I'd like to see us in five years take about 1% of that global market. I would love to see, you know, you go travel somewhere in Europe and you just happen to drive past a construction site. You see somebody wearing some Atlas 46 gear or you're in South Africa and you're just kind of out in a safari and the the truck breaks down. He pulls out his Yorktown tool roll to fix the truck. Like that's That's what I want to see in in five years. It's just everywhere you go, you see some Atlas 46 somewhere
0: being used. Now, as being the head of marketing for the company, you got to feel like you're kind of tip of the spear here, especially by how important social media has become to new budding companies who are trying to break the mold for what they've been doing. How do you what do you feel like your biggest challenges are in your job?
1: uh honestly my biggest challenges are, are making content that our customers can relate to especially being that i am not a construction worker or a tradesman by any means like what i may think is a very quality video may be the dumbest thing that our customers think they've ever seen like nobody would ever do that well my bad but i'm obviously not perfect <laughs> it but, seemed uh, cool <laughs> yeah i thought it was a very inspired. it was very And maybe it does get the message across, but I didn't portray it the right way, but that's where the beauty of our kind of social media aspect has kind of led us into a great avenue was every time any of our customers post a picture on social media, anything on Facebook, Instagram, uh, we don't really follow Twitter as much as we should. But even on like Pinterest, somebody posts a picture of it. We find it and we repost that on our social media to give them the exposure because maybe they want to build their own build, uh, you know, following as well. And then they get to see all walks of life working in our gear. Like it's not just me, the the five eleven, roughly one eighty pound guy wearing some some vest or anything. It's the you know 64250 guy wearing a vest it's the small guy wearing a vest everybody gets to take a look at oh i think that guy's my size all right i swear i've seen him before anything like that so we just love being able to uh like reuse and kind of keep exposing our gear through our followers
0: and i think that's pretty important and it's one of my favorite things cuz i follow the instagram account and that's how i found you guys is you see people who are really using a product. It's not some guy modeling a drill who looks like he's never got his hands dirty a day in his okay. life, but here he is on the cover of whatever magazine with the tool that you know he doesn't know how to operate. It's guys out there really doing it. Yep. Let's put it this way if no one was out there really doing it with the tools, probably wouldn't sell that well. Probably not. What do you have like a favorite? that you've seen? Like picture or post or anything like that with someone using Atlas 46?
1: <laughs> um, so there's one picture we call the Bane picture. There's one dude, he's in a Saratoga vest. He's got one of like the the masks on like for for the sawdust and everything like that. And he's just all tatted up. He's just a big dude. And like, it was one of our most popular pictures. Like we got re-tagged, re-pinned, everything like that a, a few thousand times. And like, that was Whoa. kind of the coolest coolest picture but uh it was just one of those like he wasn't really doing anything he was just kind of demonstrating what he he wears in his get up but i I
0: think the bane picture might have been the best one that's pretty cool i have to look that up later (laughs) and what's what's been the challenges for you as far as growing your your following because i imagine even though you know marketing can encompass a plethora of avenues and outlets I would imagine social media has got to be kind of the driver of what you guys are doing, especially getting contacts and getting it awareness out there for you. Yeah, absolutely right. Um, This this business entirely started
1: from online sales. Like 95% of our business is online sales. The other 5% are kind of people that are in our neighborhood walking (laughs) through or buying our gear because they saw us online. Um, so a lot of it was started through Facebook and it just kept growing kept growing and everybody was like I like this style want to follow up on it. So the the trick is trying to match that following, but it's more of trying to keep the content um, not exactly user friendly, but uh, like user appropriate like they like we just kind of were talking about there's no point in having me model all this gear but if we can show more videos, show more pictures of guys on the site. Now, I completely understand why most foremen don't want their guys sitting there taking a video of somebody <laughs> working in our gear. Like, come on, get back to work, that kind of deal. But that's that's more our biggest problem is, um, you know, we're, we're trying to keep the, the content relevant. Like everybody knows that they've got a pouch, they need a pouch for their tape measure or their drill or a holster for their drill everything like that it, it's all necessary but what they want to see is uh you know somebody you know at home doing their diy work in our gear how they have their setup and and how everything kind of lays out and how it best works for them so i honestly never believed in it because i just that i guess i'm you know too young or too old to believe in the the value of the bloggers and everything or vloggers but they did a tremendous job for us uh if you follow any of our uh, affiliates like sean stone from stone and sons we also have uh rob uh and of course i'm forgetting all their names zach zach Manring from uh, southern ginger uh, all those guys that were working in our gear and doing those videos that we we're just kind of mentioning that really kind of helped set them apart and also set us apart. Like, hey, I, I saw this guy make this in this gear. What was that gear? And we were able to work together and, you know, kind of get our following a little bit
0: better. That, and, and you know what? It's The gear is fun. There's <laughs> something fun, especially, you know, guys in the trade. Like, yeah, it's functional. You can do the job better. But at a certain point, it's like you can add your personality to it. Right, customize it and it's fun to kind of show your stuff off to your buddies and be like check me out now (laughs) bro
1: yeah we've we've had a lot of you know those style photos and they they also get some of those negative comments like i'd never let somebody on my site wearing that i'd rip him to pieces i'm like give it a shot let me see how quickly he gets the job done versus you same exact situation but i think the funniest part was we have some customers asking like is this airsoft gun stuff? Like are these materials for airsoft guns or or we've actually had a few kids come into our store, they're like, Oh, this vest would be perfect for my Nerf Wars. And sure. <laughs> sell you the vest. That's exactly what they
0: actually bought one, because we do sell a like, kid's chess rig as well. <laughs> that's awesome. I- and you know what though? There's a lot of dinks in construction too. I'll tell you that right now. I've encountered numerous ones, and oh, yeah. especially those guys who are always stuck in their own ways. Next thing you know, they're getting you know both knees operated on. Their lower back. Right. They're laid up. They're always complaining about this hurts, that hurts. It's like, yep, hey, you do it to yourself. I work with a guy, you know. To he's he's probably the hardest working person I've ever met in my life. Actually, mm-hmm. he is the hardest working man I ever met, and. He refers to his truck as the mobile command center. <laughs> <laughs> and everywhere got, everything's got a place. Every place has its own dedicated thing. And yep. I showed him this, and it just blew his mind. And But there's a lot of guys out there who might be upper in range that have never seen anything like this before. Right. And so I imagine, I, I mean, I imagine maybe I'm wrong, but I would think a lot of the, any negativity you guys would catch would probably come from an older generation.
1: Um I think it's actually everybody throughout uh because Really, that's it it is most of the the older comments are coming through the, you know, well Occidental has survived my entire career, why would I need You're... something new? But
0: You're right, they're not on social media anyways.
1: <laughs> right. So uh there's a there's a lot of the younger guys that are more thinking, like, why would I want to look like a military? Why does it need, why do I need to look like I'm ready for war and stuff like that? Well, every day is a war. You're going up against oh, everything so you're building.
0: These are guys who show up to work with, a, you know, half a sandwich, a can of monster, and some sneakers yep. on, and no yep. tools, ready for work. Like, you ain't ready for work. <laughs> you ain't ready for anything. Yeah. I know those guys. Don't worry about them either. They can't afford the best. <laughs> it's all right. Are there any, you know, have have they pointed out anything that you guys are going to work on other than the, obviously the mesh or, you know, making the vest maybe a little more breathable for 2019?
1: Um, There's all sorts of uh, modularity that we're working on for even our tool bags. Like the Yorktown, we're looking to kind of revamp a little bit so that, you know, if if you've got certain size wrenches, or you've got like three or four different sets of wrenches, you can actually just quickly strap them on there. Uh, but for the most part, we're we're really looking to revamp the Saratoga and come out with a few different versions that you know is like the the heavy heavy duty. This guy has got everything he needs on his person, and that's how he likes to work. And then there's also like the super lightweight, where it's real breathable. You've only got a few things here and there, but you just quick grab, throw it on. Um, those are mostly what we're kind of looking at, but we are also trying to tackle a few different industries as well. Uh, first and foremost is expanding our off-road line, which you know is, is tough in itself to to tackle because there are so many different parts, different moving uh, issues, and you know you want to keep all of your gear with you on your uh, you know excursion or off-roading and and going up and down mountainsides, and you have an axle break and you need to be able to fix it. And like, we, we understand all the complications, but we're obviously not going to build a pouch to hold an axle. Like that, that's (laughs) going to be unheard of. You Uh, say
0: that now, next time you're on here, we'll be talking about the brand new axle pouch that attaches to your (laughs) Yorktown bag. Pretty
1: much. Um, So tackling that uh, we've actually had a few guys and I've been working with the shed blues, a uh, barbecue place in Mississippi to make a barbecue line. We're, we're know, looking. I, to... I, I,
0: I did think earlier when I was looking at that apron. That could be a good barbecue apron.
1: Yeah, so it is. It is a little hot, but of course you're in front of a giant flame. That's kind of to be expected. So we are working on that. Um, the other biggest news is we're coming out with a women's line this coming. This coming year so we already have a women's staining apron because all all ladies love to do uh you know their own diy whether it's just a small portion or painting or anything like that and we're actually working with sam ryan on instagram uh to help develop that but we're looking to kind of create you know we know that there are plenty of ladies in the That's as well this is a this is no longer a male dominated industry and they need the the gear to fit them appropriately as well so looking to do the same full outfit like the the apparel the vest the chest rig the pouches for for different items but yeah we we've got 2019 is gonna be a big year for
0: atlas 46 that's pretty cool i uh i was actually building some deer blinds once and i had my wife (laughs) staining. for some reason she decided that she would start by trying to do the bottom of it and I told her, like, hey, you, you don't have to do the bottom of this. All we really need is the parts, you know, around it that are exposed. I come back, and she is just covered with stain that has dripped all over <laughs> her face. Yeah, it was glorious, but she's never come out to help me
1: again. <laughs> well, maybe you get her the, the women's staining apron from Atlas 46, and maybe she'll actually help you out this time.
0: Yeah, that's 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 exactly what I'll do. <laughs> Get her that and a face mask. (laughs) (laughs) Some things I don't know if you get some things you just can't help, you know? You either got that stating gene or you don't. Right. What is your favorite part about working at Atlas 46?
1: (sighs) I mean besides the obvious that this is a fun work environment. I'm part of marketing, so I get to make a fool of myself every single day because I can't name what a Crescent wrench or a monkey wrench looks like, but that's beyond an obvious, but it's like a
0: monkey, doesn't it?
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's monkey's tail, right? No.
0: Did you ever hear how that name, that name came about? No, I did not. I got a little story for you. You can share this with the guys. Okay. I think it was that there was a factory in Pittsburgh and a guy, there was a part that needed to be worked on. And so this guy, uh, one of the workers developed this wrench and he was a pretty ugly guy. And so they used to say, go get the monkey's wrench. <laughs> and that's where it came from. Sounds,
1: sounds quite legit. So
0: it, it, I mean, I don't know if that's true. I think I heard that from uh, one of my teachers in college, but good enough they, for me. Yeah. But I to Google that, to see if that's true. If I've just been telling that story for years and it's <laughs>
1: completely false. Yeah, I was today years old, when I learned that I've been saying the wrong thing. <laughs> but one of the main reasons I do love working here is it is a very laid back kind of kind of environment. It's very family oriented, family owned and run. Uh, John Carver is the owner, but his son Brian is our president. Has been, you know, working with the marketing department, works with every single department hands on. Uh, you know, he lets us fail to learn from mistakes instead of just kind of giving us the run through, like, uh, why didn't you think of this? I thought of this from the first thirty seconds. Well, you've also been doing this for five more years than I have. Like he, he kind of lets us learn the what I like to think is the appropriate way, because you got to fail a few times before you get it right. Um, but it's it's relatively laid back. Like I'm my normal work attire is either a, a t-shirt that I'm wearing, or you know one of our lovely Atlas Forty Six flannels. Workwear flannels. What uh, are those
0: workwear flannels made out of? That's one thing I was curious about.
1: Yeah, uh, it is one of the thickest flannel material on the market. It's nine ounces, and it's one of the greatest work shirts that you will wear outdoors. Now, it's not going to stop a blistering wind of negative 10 degrees, but you got a chilly day outside. You throw on one of your Under Armour undershirts, and you throw that on top, you're going to be right as rain. Ah.
0: Now, now is that like a cotton poly blend? Cotton, or what do we, wool? What, what are we looking uh, at? Uh,
1: I probably should know that, but let's. Yeah, you should, look, you should look on your label, sir. That's what I'm going for. Uh, 100%
0: cotton. There you go.
1: We learn all we learn all sorts of stuff today.
0: That's right. And I just learned, <laughs> I was completely, uh, although that's what I was told, that is not. In fact, it was a spelling error. The inventor's last name was Charles Monkey, M-O-N-C-K-Y, but it was misprinted in the paper as Monkey when he was selling it. So that, sounds, that sounds more like a real story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's that's from Wikipedia, too, so that could be... Still fake. Uh, yeah, it could be fake as, you know. <laughs> Who cares? Sounds good. Yeah. You know, you can tell either one. People will believe you. Yep. And now I'm going down a rabbit hole to find out if this is true. Wow, <laughs> <It's amazing. laughs> Don't go down the rabbit hole, Alice. No, no. Oh, I get I get cut down too many of those anyways. Where do you see your biggest challenges lying in marketing for the company?
1: Like the, the marketing is is relatively easy. We've got a product that everybody wants and it, it comes in all sorts of different forms and fashions and even colors for that that matter. It's it's a matter of getting it into the right people's hands. Like you know, it's one thing if if you and I are just kind of talking and like, oh, I saw this one guy. You mentioned Atlas Forty Six, and then you kind of forget about it. But if you see, like, you know, it, it's less the celebrity, but more of the, you know, the the well rehearsed or uh, you know, very popular online market. Like, there's a a guy we work with, Glenn Scott from DIY Creators. He's got like over a million YouTube followers, and he's helped us develop and test out a bunch of our gear. That can help, you know, everybody in the world use it more appropriately or help us tweak it so it its functionality is even bigger and better. But it's just a matter of getting it into the right, like not so much influential hands, but the guys that will use it every day. Like it we don't work with guys that we have to pay, you know, five thousand dollars for a post and they just talk about it saying, like, hey, you know, get Atlas 46 vest, and that's all you see of our vest. No, we give it to the guys that are wearing it every single post. They don't mention us in every single video or every single photo that they posted about us, but we can tell by just looking at their Instagram that they are using it every single time that they're out in the shop, every single build they've got. So
0: I think that's more important.
1: Yeah. So that's that's probably the biggest problem that we're having is there are the money grubs that want nothing but money. And I get it, that's that's how you make a living. But we are not here to give our stuff to bloggers that, well, I love this Atlas 46 vest, it's so awesome, it, it go works get <laughs> go get it yourself, and then you never see him wear a vest. And yeah. that's exactly what we've been doing with our bloggers was hey, look at our inventory, look at our stock of stuff and see what you would actually use. I'm not gonna give you uh, a hammer hold if you never use a hammer, if you like, don't own a hammer. This is going to be useless, <laughs> right? Like, why would I give you stuff that you're not going to use? That's that's kind of the whole concept that we're trying to you know motivate more so out of is like, yeah, all of our we have so much stuff and it all works great, but there's no purpose to give you a flashlight holder if you are always working in the daytime. Like, why why do you need a flashlight if you're always out in the sun? Like. some of it just doesn't make sense
0: to you know and i think you guys have done a great job and that's what caught my eye is creating an authentic brand and brand message and getting it out there thank you now are you guys staying right in missouri or are we expanding
1: uh with great popularity comes great expansion so uh, the very first of what we like to call our amps, an A-M-M-P. This is going to be an American-made manufacturing pod. So we're looking Ooh. that this uh, this amp is going to be located in... Boy. So it's about an hour and a half away from our current location in Fenton, Missouri. But it's going to be specializing in one or two items. Uh, so they're going to be constantly making one or two of our more popular items to kind of keep stock and keep up with the popularity of our sales And growth, which is unbelievable, like still over a hundred percent year after year, and this is for a four-year-old company, almost unheard of. Uh, So, what we want to try and do is kind of establish this proof of concept that this amp is going to work out in Hillsboro, Illinois, and then start looking for other small-town manufacturing plants. Utica,
0: New York, has plenty of big old manufacturing buildings. (laughs) You're looking for a spot in the Northeast. Okay. Uh, but we'll be looking to,
1: to kind of hit home and keep all these jobs in America. We sure could have just launched a, a few different manufacturing plants in China or India or anywhere else, you know, South America as well. But we wanted to create more American jobs. We want to keep creating more American-made products because that's what our customers absolutely love about us. And we're not about to stray away because it's going to save us some more money. Like, yeah, labor's cheaper, materials are cheaper, but our customers are going to know that from the get-go. As soon as they can feel that in their hands, like, oh, this wasn't even made like the last one I had. Like, they're, they're going to know right away, and we're going to stay true to our clientele and customers.
0: Heck yeah. That's what I'm talking about. If you had to summarize, give a message out there to the people listening, maybe they fast-forward all the way through the podcast and just are hearing these last few minutes, what would you say to them about Atlas 46 uh atlas
1: 46 is a premier brand and we stand behind all of our products lifetime guarantee 46 day trial period give it a test nothing hurts with giving everything a try your your normal tool belt wearer, try the vest get the pouches you want spend a little extra money to get it test it out for a month and a half after that if it still doesn't work like you wanted it we will pay for you to ship it back to us and give you a full refund that's how sure we are you're going to love your gear
0: Made in America for the hardworking people all over the world. Check out Atlas 46. Adam, thank you so much for joining me tonight for the Adventurous Gentleman podcast. Wake up, chase your dreams, build some shit.